BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Uh, my hair, I got to get a haircut. I have, I got to, the NFK and I both need haircuts. His is growing out of his ears. Like he's got a couple of party favors in there. Like, you know, for every two or three haircuts I get, he gets one. You know, it's not like he's going out, you know, to hang out with anybody or anything. He's been inside for two years. We just, by the way, passed. The two-year mark of my brother-in-law, the NFK, living here at the house. Kind of a, uh, you know, it's almost like I knew in the back of my mind that there would be one point in my life when we would be picking up a family member. Because, well, I knew there was great potential for that. Because my wife's brother, the NFK, or Kevin, no more beers for Kevin, um, lived with the other brother, David, who suddenly died just over two years ago. It just worked out that way. It was almost like David had to because of uh, uh, Kevin's disability. Seizures from epilepsy and it really, really fucked him up. But, and so in the back of my mind, I was like, boy, if, if anything ever happens to Dave, he's moving in here with us. That's, that's just what's going to happen. I don't have a say in this. Well, you know, I mean, I guess I could have put my foot down and said to Diana, no. And then people have done that too, you know? No, he needs to go into a home. Oh, my God. I cannot imagine the the horrible guilt I would experience. And the, 
my wife would kill me. Well, it, it just wouldn't happen. She's the freaking boss. So the second that Dave died on uh, the end of July two years ago, I was like, well, he's ours now. <laughs> we might as well just embrace that. That's the way it's going to be. And uh, so then off we go. Now, so much progress has been made. He doesn't fly off the handle like he used to. His temperament was just so uh, destructive when he first came into the household. Never was that on display more than the time when in year one, I was like, hey, um, are you filing a tax return? It was about tax time. He goes, I don't have to. I go, wait, what? And he's like, I'm retired. I don't make any money. I go, uh, you do. You do make money. And you do have to file a return. Regardless. And he blew up. A key. The government's going to take it. Take it. All they do is take, 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 take. I go, easy, easy. You're, you're, I don't know where, where you're getting your info from. Uh, they're going to give you your money back. You are actually leaving money on the table. And he, he's looking at me like, I go, first of all, time out. Quit. He does gestures when he gets agitated. So he's flapping his arms. Fucking, they're going to take that. He's grabbing the air randomly. And I'm like, easy. Time out, big fella. Time out. I go, first of all, you do make money. You have social security income, your disability, and your pension. You you earn you earned that. And but they still tax the money you get. So that I mean, they're like taking money out of it of what of your earning. And then at the end of the year, they they give it back to you because you don't make enough. So you're gonna get that money back. It's coming out every two weeks. Now they're gonna give it to you, but you can't get it back until you file a return. Just relax. And he's not believing me. He thinks I'm lying. I have to go back like three years and get all this shit, all his records and stuff. And then I give it over to, I hand it over to the tax hobbit, uh, Troy Ginzer. And then, you know, it's thousands of dollars in refunds. And at that point, I had won him over. I officially was in charge of all things uh, not television and frozen food related and Bush beer. So, you know, money shows up in his bank. I go, you see, this is what I'm talking to you about. You're, you don't know shit about fuck, to quote Ruth. And uh, just trust me. That point forward. We're like this. We're together forever. So, all right. I don't know. Why the hell did I even start talking about that? I don't know. Probably because it's about that time. Two-year anniversary. The other uh, growth is uh, washing. I figured out that the reason why he skips showers. This was a huge moment. Is that... He doesn't, he can't do it. He just doesn't have the ability to give himself 
a freaking shower. And once I figured that out, I was like, oh. Now, make this even more involved. I'm kind of getting the realization that he does not have the ability to wipe his asshole. Now, I think that's where uh, we're going to have to draw the line. Okay? I can't, you know, I've encouraged him to use the wipes at the back of the toilet. I don't know if that's necessarily happening. It's just some, I mean, the whole dynamic of Kevin, you got to brush your teeth. I still don't think that, I know that that's not happening. I mean, you can only do so much, right? You know? Uh, Aram says he still tries to skip showers, though, even though you help him. If I never said anything, if I never said, Kevin, it's shower time, he would not get a shower. He wouldn't. There was one time shocked the shit out of me. He's like, hey, do you think, uh, it, was, it wasn't long ago, do you think I can go get a shower? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. What? But uh, we do our best. Okay. Welcome to this show. I appreciate you very much. Over the weekend, first of all, I was bacheloring it with uh, batching it, the NFK and myself, Diana gone, hanging out with her cousin, Mimi. And so, limo company, affordable limousine and party bus reaches out. And they say, hey, Saturday, you want a job? I go, absolutely. I got nothing going on. Let's do it. So this is the easiest thing in the world. I love these jobs. I pick up a group of eight, four dudes, four chicks, uh, down in Gun Lake. They want to go to the racetrack, Berlin Raceway. Perfect. And then you just drop them off, and then when the races are over, you're there again. Uh, in between, I go home, watch TV, whatever. And then this is just a, and then pick them up late, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, take them back home. Easy. And it was easy. Everything was perfect. But this, my God, um, I think this may have been uh, one of the most incredible experiences ever. Okay. Now, some people are like, Jesus, Zane, uh, here you are, my favorite radio guy, my favorite podcaster. What are you doing, doing limo work? Well, Honestly, I'm doing it because when I first started podcasting, I didn't know ultimately what was going to happen to me. So I had a backup plan just in case. And that was working for the limo company. Well, podcasting kind of took off. So now in a pinch, they call me. Do you want this job? Yes. Okay. So there you go. Uh, I haven't done much limoing in the last year. Probably uh, this is like my second trip in like six months. But, um, so, all right, I'll take this job. I get to the place. It's a hundred degrees outside. I get out of the car. This dude meets me there and he goes, Hey, how you're Eric Zane. I go, yeah, I am. I do this on the side. I also podcast. Okay. Oh yeah, of course. Oh man. Everybody's going to flip. They're going to love this. This is incredible. This is so much fun. I go, yeah, man. I can't wait to meet everybody. People come walking out. Same reaction. Oh my God. So they're all like, uh, we have a history together. 
I get in the car and um, I say, so if you have any questions, because a lot of people are afraid to ask questions. They're afraid to say anything, you know? I go, if you have any questions at all, I'm an open book. If you have any questions at all that come to mind about when you listen to me on the radio, feel free. You know, have at it. And uh, then I hear first question. Which guy is the biggest dick? And I said, well, I doubt any of you would find any of them to be dicks. But Greg, I just can't stand the guy. It's if you had, if you lined them all up and said, pick the asshole, I'm going to pick Greg 10 out of 10 times. Uh, then there was a question about Joe's ex, Ashley. And one of the guys who was in the back after I said, yeah, Greg's a dick. He goes, uh, I built his house. I go, you built his house. He goes, yeah, the house that he's in, I built it. I go, oh, okay. All right. So I'm sure it's a nice house. And, uh, then there was a question about Joe's ex, Ashley. And, uh, I said, yeah, I actually know Ashley. I put her on the show. And then uh, we talked about Joe and drinking, and uh, that's about that. Aram says, they blew off the pre-beer and hot wings again this Saturday. I'm glad you bring that up. Uh, So I'm holding on my story here. If you think that I don't pay attention to the things going on on that show, you'd be crazy. Because anytime there's something that disrupts that show that makes me happy remember when i said yeah i'm I'm done thinking about him well i'm not i'm back to thinking about him and so when i see people are pissed off at them it makes me happy these idiots on saturdays are supposed to put out really old material for their podcast audience They call it pre-beer and hot wings, which is fine. That's pretty clever, actually. Well, they just didn't do it. They didn't post it. Now, let me just tell you that when it comes to my Patreon, if I forget to post something, I'm like, oh, my God. Like the other day, I was was late by a day or two on the Lost Zane recordings, which I have to publish later on today with no show notes. And like Chris D reached out to me and he, he goes, can you please post that? I'm like, Oh fuck Jesus. I'm so sorry. So that's a huge, huge fucking mistake. Especially for people who pay. Okay. So the word got around that they blew it off. This person writes, talk with your wallets. This person writes, sounds like people are starting to realize they don't actually give a shit about us. We're just dollar signs to them. They only care so long as you're paying their bills. What really sucks, this guy writes, is I can't cancel because I pay annually. And it's comment after comment of people saying, I'm out. This sucks. Fuck them. Fuck that. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is rough. You know, 
I mean, I had my great Zaniac Exodus of 2022, but that wasn't because of the content. It was because they're soft as fuck and it's all their fault. And we're all better off because they're gone. But that alone was like, oh shit, when that happened to me. But now, whatever. It's gone. Who gives a fuck? We live on. No big deal. So I'm driving to Berlin Raceway. We get there. I get out. I open the car. I see the security guards at Berlin. They go, what the fuck are you doing? I go, I, I drive limo from time to time. They go, oh, holy shit. And uh, I let these folks out. The one dude, his name is Matt. He gets out and he gives me a crisp new $100 bill. And I'm like, oh my God. I go, are you kidding me? That is fantastic. I appreciate you so much. I'm looking forward to picking you up on the back half of the evening. Uh, thank you so much. This is this is way too much. And, uh, of course, I pocket that. I send them on their way. Uh, actually, on the way there, uh, we were they, they, they quickly said, Hey, we're way too early. Can you stop at a bar? I go, absolutely. Which one? Tin can. Boom. Exited right there as I approached downtown Grand Rapids. And, uh. Uh, all right. Then I waited in the car while they had a couple of drinks, picked them up, finished our uh, trip to the track, crisp hundo in my pocket and off we go. I go home. I actually went home. Marn is this little tiny community to the uh, Northeast of where I live. Uh, it's 20 minutes to my house. I'm waiting there. And then, uh, I have to pick them up at 10:30. but I decided to leave early just in case, and I swear on a stack of Bibles, as I'm pulling into the track at 9.50, I get a text that says, we're out early. Can you pick us up? Thank God. I go, I'm actually right here. I pull up. They walk right in, fall right into the limousine. It's awesome. And I go, okay, everybody have a good time. They're all half-bombed, maybe a little horny. Uh, they, they, um, on the way there, they didn't play rap music. On the way back, they did. And it was some of the raunchiest shit I have ever heard in my life. Uh, what's the name of that one song? WAP? Yes. They did not play WAP. Or WAP, WAP, Cardi B but they played a bunch of dude rappers that was just as bad. The first couple I have to drop off in a community uh, called Ada. And that is where, just, I mean, there's no one in Ada who's poor. It's a rich ass town. And I pull in to this place and Jesus. Okay, I pull up. And uh, the guy's got to get out to hit a code to open up this gate. And it's like, uh, you know, and I go, is this a gate to the neighborhood or the residence? I'm not sure because this is a very wealthy part of uh, part of the state. And they go, oh, this is to the residence. I'm like, oh, my God. I was going to say, I'm sorry, uh, to the neighborhood. I go, oh, my God. I was going to say. So I pull in, wind around, and... Uh, 
I pull up to this house and it's a fucking mansion. It's huge. Uh, drop them off. Oh my God. You're fantastic. Thank you. Have a great night. Now, like I said, at this point in time, they're going to get, well, they're always going to get the same service. If I get a $5 tip or a $100 tip, but they've already given me a $100 tip. So this is, that's just absolutely fantastic. This story though is incredible. It goes off the rails here. So I then take them and, uh, from this rich dude's house. And I think everybody in this group's got money. Okay. And they're all super cool. Everybody's nice, friendly, sweet. And they go, Hey, we want to go to the casino, Gun Lake Casino, which by the way, driving by that thing, it's just spectacular. Okay. All the native Americans, the shit that they went through however many years ago, the fact that they can go ahead and just build a casino for every degenerate gambler to go and give them their money and then they can go and make the casino bigger and everybody that's involved with the uh, Native American tribe, they get tons of cash. It's great. It is. I, I, I'm so happy for the Native Americans that they get that. And, you know, honestly, for a period of time, the only place you could go was up north to Mount Pleasant. To that tribe. All right. And uh, when they decided to that uh, the, the tribe in and around Gun Lake could uh, could do the same damn thing. Mount Pleasant's like, oh, man, now our business is going to go to shit. Nope, nope, not at all. They figured out that if there is a casino every eight feet in the state of Michigan, it doesn't matter. People go, they spend all their fucking money, and then they make a bigger casino, okay? They add like 15,000 feet seat concert venues. Top-of-the-line steakhouses, hotels. It's unbelievable. Chris points out they make so much money, they paid for half of that on-ramp, off-ramp rebuild on 131, which I I went over, and they're doing a hell of a job on that. It's fantastic. They actually paid for uh, a, a larger entrance and exit ramp because so many people go to that fucking place. Um. The landscape of the building, I mean, it's been a year and a half since I've been there. It's like totally different now because they just keep, it's like the fucking Winchester mansion. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. So I pull up there. I come sliding into the valet area. I like, get the fuck away from the car. I'm in, I'm in my own valet. I let these people out and I go, just, just reminder, it's 1120 right now. I got to drop you off at midnight. And the guy says, how much is it going to cost for us to keep the car late? Now, I want to go home. He's already given me $100. And I'm like, how much can he possibly give me? And I don't want to answer that question. So I said, well, I kind of want to get home. And he pulls out another crisp $100 bill and he hands it to me. And I take it and I go, actually, the first guy, Chris, asked me that question. How much is going to take? And I go, well, I don't know. I kind of want to get home. 
And then I said it to, and then he tells Matt, the, the guy who gave me the first 100, and Matt pulls out another hundo. He goes, here you go. And I go, stay out as late as you want. I have $200 in my pocket. And then Chris goes, well, that's what I was talking about. And I go, I know, I'm sorry. I didn't realize he was going to bust out $100. It never occurred to me. And I wanted to go to bed. But that trumps Betty time. And then he goes, be back here in 20 minutes. I go, no problem. So I'm driving away. And then I realized, wait a minute, 20 minutes. That is going to put him at about 1145. I'm still going to get him back at midnight because they live right down the street from the casino or where I'm dropping him off. So I'm like, well, fuck. And, and plus we give a grace period. Like if you're a 30 minutes late, you don't get charged at all. So then I'm like, I'm across the street at the gas station, getting a bottle, getting a bottle of water. And I'm like, Okay, if I'm if I'm getting them back at the same time, I actually cannot accept this money. I don't I don't want this money. I I feel bad about that. Okay? So I texted him and I said, "Hey, um what did I write? Leave it to me to overthink it, you know." Seriously, Take as long as you want. Next text. This is too much money. I feel bad about that. You do get a 30-minute grace period. You can keep uh, You can keep the cash. Get uh, you, As long as I can get you back by 1230, that's fine. I'm giving you your money back. No response. They get it. They show up at the time they said and i get out and i go okay welcome back they all get in i say to the guy who gave me the second 100 bill matt i go dude and i tell him what i just what i texted he goes keep it don't worry about it these people have some serious cash they get in i drive them uh, I drop off another couple and then another two miles. I drop off the rest of the group. I get out and uh, Chris, the guy that I met when I first showed up, who I, he said, you look like Eric Zane. I get out of the car and he gives me a hundred dollars there. Everyone's throwing $100 bills at me. I was like, you have what? I go, oh my God. I go, come on, man. This is ridiculous. This is too much. And they they insisted. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? I go, my God, I cannot even believe this. This is just insane. So I was like just blown away. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, they go, you want to go out on the boat? You want to go out on the boat? And I go, no, no, I, I got to get home. I appreciate that. It, this is not, I, you know, no, I can't. I, by the way, thanks for the money, but I'm not going out on the fucking boat. And I said, and you shouldn't be going out on the boat either. You guys are both hammered. You just, just stay, don't take it out. Just kind of sit on the boat. And then they're like helping me clean out the inside of the limo. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. 
So that was it. I, I What a night. So then I'm like driving home. I'm like, I can't believe it. My eyes are like saucers. I just got a text uh, from Chris who gave me the, the third $100 bill. Listening to this show as we speak. Well, I'm calling you, you fucker. You're going to be on the show. Oh, no. Chris was the Ada dude I dropped off. Oh, <laughs> all right. I, I'm getting people mixed up. I don't know who the fuck is who. How many guys are named Chris on this fucking group? Hey, Eric, what's hey, up? Hey, Chris, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? So wait a minute. You were Ada dude? I was Ada dude, yep. Oh, okay, because there was two Chris's. Yep, yep, there's two Chris's, a Matt, a Chase, you got it. Okay, and Chase was <laughs> uh, Chase was tall, skinny guy. It looks like he's 18. <laughs> yes, that was Chase. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I, I'm telling you, uh, it, I, I, it, had you been listening since the beginning of this? Ironically, yes. I don't know how I jumped onto it, but at the exact moment I did, you started talking about us. It was kind of funny. Wow. I, I, I've never experienced anything like that. Like I was ta- telling the audience, you know, I'm very, I'm very upfront with what I do because when I started podcasting, I was very concerned that, that the show would even survive. So sure. I, I like picked up the limo job. And but you know the podcasting has worked out very well, so I I barely limo drive, I barely do it. And then when they well, call, the funny part is when we got in the limo, I was like, this is actually brilliant. This gives him all the content he needs for the show because I'm <laughs> sure it's a shit show most Saturday nights. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it it uh, it it does work out, and the audience does like the limo stories because there's been some really really fantastic adventures, and this was definitely one of those. Um, <laughs> well, we were happy to be part of it. It was, a, it was a blast. We were the lame ones that got dropped off at 1030 and didn't get to make it to the casino to lose our money. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, what was what was crazy about that is it almost didn't go down because when, when I first got the call about picking you guys up at Berlin, I wasn't supposed to uh, pick up the group from uh, Gun Lake. Someone else was going to do that. And then, oh, nice. Yeah, and then at the last minute they said, hey, we need you to pick up too. So that worked out. And then yeah. when you guys were at the tin can, when I drop you off there, um, I got a call from dispatch saying, Hey, we might need you to, um, abandon ship on this party, go pick up another group. <laughs> and then another driver was going to pick you up, um, from the racetrack. And I actually talked him out of that. I said, well, here's the thing. I've really hit it off with this group and they really like me. And we, sure. you know, and so I, I, they're probably going to be disappointed. And then, um, so that ended up working out. And then as I was pulling into Berlin, I just happened to get there early. You guys were (laughs) ready to leave. I mean, this couldn't have been more perfect. Otherwise you'd have been waiting there with your thumbs up your ass while I (laughs) I had to, because I was supposed to pick you up originally at 1030. So it's a good thing I got there early, but my God, you guys are all filthy fucking rich. I cannot believe how much money you guys have. I don't know about that. Oh, bullshit. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, it was was an awesome time, man. We had a great time and uh, we're glad you went to it. 
bat for us to keep us because, uh, yeah, that would have sucked. That would have sucked. Yeah, man, I was. Uh, I, I really enjoyed you guys. You were, I, well, I enjoy all the people that I drive. I've I've had so t- a few times that I've had an experience that wasn't pleasant doing that job, and I it's kind of like I just like. Uh, you know, I, it's kind of like a service industry. I, well, it is, I, I just enjoy Absolutely. it, you know? Well, we'll call you back. We'll, uh, we'll do it again sometime and give you some more content. Okay. Well, I'm happy <laughs> about that. I'm so glad that you were listening as it unfolded live. This again, it couldn't have worked out better. What are the odds? What are the odds? Okay. Well, good. I'll, Thanks uh, for calling me, man. yeah, man, I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good day. Same to you. All yeah. right. There you go. Uh, so the, you know, I guess I was only, I was getting part of that wrong. That was not Chris who gave me the second hundo. Third hundo. Third hundo. Man, what a generous generous group. How wonderful is that? So then um, after I dropped them off, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I have never had so much money. I mean, honestly... For that amount of work, 60, 70 bucks is fine. That's that's a good tip. I mean, they paid, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say how much they paid for the trip and then, but it, well, obviously it was a substantial tip. So I'm driving home. I'm now going to get to bed very late and uh, that's the trade-off, you know? And this is a perfect example of how this is a young man's game because, um, I get back to the um, garage and uh, paperwork, get the hell out of there. I'm in bed. It's 2 a.m. Uh, but no, actually, it's earlier than that. But I, I, I was really, really amped up. So I'm just laying there watching Better Call Saul. And that's not the show you want to watch if you don't want to be amped up. I ended up falling asleep around 2 a.m. And then I had to get up at 8 because Bruce woke me up. So I'm like, okay, well, I see a nap in my future. The lack of uh, the or the sheer abundance of brain fog for the first part of the day on Sunday. Then I'm like, you know, $300 is about right because um, I feel ruined. I, I went downtown Sunday to help kick off this big cornhole tournament with uh, Jason from Cornhole America and Pepinos, Chris from Pepinos. I did that. I get out of there. I'm driving home. I'm like, I got to get to bed. So at like 1 o'clock, I lay down, and then I, w- I wake up, and it's 4 p.m. I was like, holy shit, three hours. I mean, I was ruined. What a night. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I really appreciate you being here on this podcast. So, you know, Chris is probably watching it on Facebook. Uh, and this is about the time when I uh, kicked the Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube group out of the show. Uh, the rest of the show you can watch on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. All right, you get it uninterrupted on Twitch. That is my main platform. The other ones, uh, I just play the intro here, and then off you go. Trying to get as many people as I can to sign up for Twitch, which is free. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Uh, go there, uh, create a little username for yourself, hit the follow button there, and then off you go. 
if you subscribe, you get the show minus commercials uh, during the video live stream. Otherwise, I'll be in the middle of a thought and Amazon Twitch will drop in a video commercial for whatever uh, right in the middle of what I'm thinking about. And as always, you can download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show on your favorite uh, podcasting app and you can listen to the show for free whenever you want. So thank you to the folks on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Goodbye. And for the rest of you, Twitch and Facebook is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube brought to you by my friends at uh, My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank Fuss. Absolute legend. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, all right. I'm searching for something. Bear with me. Ah, John and Jenison, where have you been? Oh, John and Jenison. Now, I, I'm i not sure what's going on with John. Do you remember John and Jenison? John and Jenison is the guy who um, he played like music uh, for the show and kind of a uh, kind of a character in his own right. Um, reasonably funny, uh, pretty good timing, not afraid to speak his mind. Those are the good parts. Uh, he was kind of back and forth with the show when COVID started. I think he quit the show. And then um, one day, and I didn't know he quit the show, and I reached out to him on the show. And I was like, hey, John, how you doing? And then he kind of like knifed me on the show. And I was like, oh, God, live and learn. Don't do that again. And then um, all of a sudden, he's talking shit about me. I see on Facebook, like, what the fuck? What did I do to this? This is months ago. So I reached out and said, hey, what's going on? And he wrote, do me a favor. Lose my number. Don't ever reach out to me again. It's like, oh, okay. Well, so I'm not sure what the hell happened there. But when all of the drama took place recently with this show, he was like, well, now I'm getting in on this. I want to rub Eric's face in shit. So he has joined. It's like, you know, the forces have joined. Now, these are people that he hated them. He hated all the MAGA people on Zaniacs United. Now he loves them because, again, they want to kick my ass. Um. More on that in a second. Hundo Chris, third Hundo Chris, writes, just want to say thanks. We all had a great time. And that $100 beats a DUI. 
A DUI charge anytime. Good service should receive good reward. Thanks again, Chris. You are a legend. I appreciate that. Um, so anyway, John, John and Jenison is pissed. Now, I am not entirely sure what caused this him to be disgruntled. But I know that he was dogging me on Facebook. So I was like, what the fuck? What, what happened? And then he texted me back and said, do not contact me anymore. I said, oh, okay. Well, you know, par for the course. Somebody hates me. Whatever. Get in line. Then uh, one of the moles reached out to me. Said, hey, man, it's going down. Now, do you remember the guy who reached out to me, uh, Paul, last week? And he said, I want to kick your ass um, because I made a comment about the flag. And uh, he said, you know, he gave me a long kiss goodbye. And then I dogged him on the show. And then... The next day, he wrote back and said, ah, I get it now. It's funny. No problem. Well, after that first email, he ran over to the place formerly known as Zaniacs United to like, hey, I'm here to attack. Fuck him, which is great for me. So, uh, I'm sorry, not Paul Baker, Ron. Uh, Ron Cook is his name. So, Ron. Ron runs over there and, and starts bitching about me. And all the usual suspects are like, oh, yes, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. And they're all doing the old thank you for your service, you know, kissing his ass. And whereas I'm like, yeah, uh, thank you for your th- Fuck, it's your job. Whatever. So I was busting his balls about that shit. And they're all sucking his dick. And so that ends. And then John and Jenison, when all these people are bitching about me, let's see. Oh, fuck. I'm fucking this up shit. I should have had this ready to go. I apologize. Rob writes, first of all, Uh, I'm too, thank you for your service, Rob writes. I'm too much of a wimp to have done that. I wouldn't be able to make it out of basic. I can't run or do pull-ups. For for perspective, most of Eric's content is to get a reaction. He's in character most of the time. um, When he says those terrible things, like when Tom Hanks played Woody from Toy Story. Then they talked about how I said they were white trash and that got Kevin pissed off. What? Clip of the day. White trash. So that pissed him off. And then John checks in. The only way he'll ever start to figure it all out is if sponsors stop sponsoring. Even then, he has Danny Hunchback money and doesn't really need them anyway. He likes to cry poverty but think about the buyout of his part of Danny Hunchback. This is his retirement hobby. 
Well, that's not true. I think you're overstating things. Uh, first of all, that money is long since gone. And uh, so that's just silly. Uh, I, I have to work. If I stop this, we have a problem. So I don't want you to get the idea that I'm rolling in dough, you fucking dummy. Um, so Ron took that beating that I gave him and was like, oh, no, look what he did to me. And then he, after he runs over to there, he comes back to me and says, that was great. Keep it up. I didn't mind it at all. It's all good. And then he doesn't go back to these twats and tell them anything. So, you know, um, just to call them out individually, Melinda, Melissa, Dennis G, Dean, Pellerito, Kevin, uh, Andrea, Nick, Kate, and maybe Paul. I don't know about Paul, but if I said your name, fuck you, fuck off, and die. There you go. Those are the main ones who can suck my asshole. All right. There you go. That is the open. Meanwhile, uh, all of those assholes left on Patreon, I would love you to join on Patreon for more podcasting fun. So if you're not a soft piece of shit like those assholes, join me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Lots of good people wanting the dogs to know they're loved. Deniacs United is just a place for filthy alt-right memes during the past week, hoping to see it swing back to beating up Eric. Yeah, it needs to do that. It needs to beat me up. Filthy alt-right memes. That's fantastic that those piece of shits. Oh, and Troy, too. Those piece of shits, all they do is talk shit on the alt-right side of things. What a bunch of animals. That's disgusting. Um, Linda says, if the rich guys from the limo ride uh, are listening, they should uh, sign up for Patreon subscriptions. Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. Five or ten bucks a month, you get more content on Patreon, in addition to my free daily podcast. All right. I think I've done a good job selling myself. The open and live stream brought to you today by Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed in your home, these are the pros that I look to. Uh, They've installed a bedroom, a set of, well, bedroom flooring here and uh, in my basement, in the finished basement. So thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. If you're in the West Michigan area, that's who you reach out to. The flooring that I want you to install, I want you to get it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive, right behind the Little Caesars. Uh, Ugly beige building, small red sign. Deep discounts. Uh, They have it delivered on the regular in these enormous 53-foot trailers. And then they uh, set it up inside of the discount outlet. 
Not the prettiest setup, but still you're going to save money. Uh, you won't pay less. Uh, what am I saying? It is the cheapest price in the entire state of Michigan. Johnson Carpet, one discount outlet. So when you go there, you will have the lowest price in the state. Then tack on an additional 10% off savings at Johnson Carpet, one discount outlet. Okay. Also in that neck of the woods, Hudsonville, Michigan, Bosco's Pub is where I go for burgers, pub food, uh, drinks for my wife, and good times. Fantastic little venue, part of Terra Square, locally owned, mom and pop, lots of fun. Watch the game, hang out with friends, either outside on the patio or inside Bosco's Pub. Online at boscospub.com. We need to get into Anne Heche. Well, we don't need to get into her. But what a, oh my God. If you don't know, just as the weekend was getting started. Now, Anne Heche has had the thirst for her whole life. Okay, she's one of these lifelong drunks. And I'm sorry, I just don't have patience for the drunks or the drug addicts who continually, oh, I'm turning it around. I'm fixing my life and then fuck it up and then kill people or kill themselves because they're idiots. Weak motherfuckers, okay? And, uh, of course, I'm speaking from experience. Uh, I had my white-knuckle ride starting in June of 1996, and have not looked back. By the way, John from Jenison also made fun of me for being an alcoholic, too, which I don't understand uh, what there is to make fun of. Uh, And by the way, it's recovering alcoholic. I haven't touched alcohol since, like I said, uh, 26 years ago, you fucking asshole. But uh, all right, if you got to make fun of me for something, I guess you got to start somewhere. Um, But... No, you know, I, I, I don't have any tolerance or patience. In fact, that's why I'm a terrible sponsor when it comes to uh, AANA. Um, twice I have failed. Twice I've had people reach out to me and say, will you sponsor me? And then I do, and they fuck up, and then I'm like, well, I'm out. Why? I go, because you're affecting my serenity, you fucking asshole. Now you're going to learn something. Okay? Go get, now you're starting over from scratch. Fuck you. And no, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to sponsor you. And no, I'm not your fucking friend either. I didn't get into this to be your fucking friend. I got into this to try to keep you sober. And I guess I suck at being a sponsor. Uh, because I didn't, you're still a drunk. So, uh, go get another one. Heish is that. She cannot get it right. The, the day started with the image of her, literally someone snapped a picture of her in in the front seat of her fucking mini Cooper, whatever it was. It's this fucking liquor bottle. She's like, ah, okay. And then she started driving like an asshole through some neighborhood in L.A. And she was at a storage facility 
like, you know, rows and rows of garage doors. You can put your shit in there. She somehow managed to fucking crash into the building. So they tried to, like, um, get her to stop. She would not. And she, like, sped off from the storage facility. Um, Nick says, was one of the people you sponsored, uh, Andrea. No, 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 no. Andrea, uh, well, I did not sponsor Andrea. It was two dudes. Uh, Kyle says, I got to agree. I'm also a bad sponsor slash friend when it comes to helping others with sobriety. Aram says, you stayed sober. You didn't fail. Yeah, but, well, maybe for my own. But uh, I, I, am, I am not cut out for sponsorship. I do not have the patience or the toler- uh, tolerance to deal with the bullshit that these conniving, manipulating fucking drunks uh, do to you. Fuck you. Figure it out on your own. Uh, all right. So, okay. This is the clip. In theory, I'm going to share it with you. When she first crashed into the storage facility. Anne Hayes had a bad weekend. Guys, staying out of the car. Out of the car. Out of the car. She's going, no, sir. Yeah, I'm going to I'm out of here. Okay, so she smashed. That's the start of the day. She starts the day that way. And I love how... Uh, the whole world is is reporting on Anne Hache and all of this bullshit. It's all being documented. This next clip is from someone's ring doorbell camera in a neighborhood. And so it starts with just a, a idyllic setting. And you hear this car screaming down this residential street. And then watch how fast she goes buzzing by. can hear her screeching in. Okay. So we're talking like 80 plus miles an hour. And then you'll hear the impact when she crashes into somebody's house. Wait for it. There it is. That is Anne Hayes crashing into someone's house which it then bursts into the car bursts into fucking flames catches the house on fire there's the slow-mo from the uh, uh, ring ring camera so now you got people in this house they're like what the fuck just happened and uh the house is on fire. Thank God no one was hurt inside of the home somehow. 
Then there's a helicopter overhead. Here, This is the clip of Anne Hayes. This is the liquor bottle in the front seat. She's like, yeah, let's go party. That's fucking shit. Um, she looks like shit. This clip right here is aerial footage of her being pulled from the wreckage. And now they have her on the gurney and they're taking her. She's got burns all over her body. She's on this stretcher right here. There's no sound to this one, but yeah, look at, they're like taking it. And then she's like, get me the fuck out of here. Get me out of here. She's all burnt to shit. They had to cut her clothes off. And they're like, shut up, bitch. Get in the car. Fuck you. You dumb, drunk, fucking rich whore. Eat shit and die. You're so lucky, man. I wish there could be footage of the fireman just giving her shit about being a drunk asshole and fucking up this guy's house. Or chick's house. Uh, then uh, this is the car. How she survived, I don't know. This is the house burning. Look at this. She caused all of this damage. Here's the house going up in flames. Massive fire. Firemen risking their lives. Breaking through the roof to fight the thing. Pull people out of the house. Because it's a fucking drunk bitch Friday. Oh my God. Uh, Ram says, what would I have seen her acting in? Wasn't she in a uh, volcano? Or Dante's peak? Yeah, I don't know. Anne Heche acting career. Right. I think she was uh, married to Ellen DeGeneres for a period of time. Let's see. Yeah, she was in Volcano. What a pull. She was in Donnie Brasco. I don't remember her in that. I know what you did last summer. Wag the dog. Six days, seven nights. Psycho, like you said. Some big films. John Q., Long career, and she's worked, like, through all of it. So, you know, plenty of, uh, plenty of, of work and hash net worth. Only $4 million? What? I don't know. She probably drank it all away. She dated Ellen. I thought she was married about her or, or married to her, uh, but whatever. Long time. She is the wife in Donnie Brasco. Oh, man, she's famous. I've seen her in a lot. Yeah, she's been, been in a lot of films. There's no doubt. But uh, just an absolute shit show for Anne Heche. My God. All right. Um, hold the phone. Uh, Eric's got a tinkle. Okay, I will be right back. <laughs> All right. Where was I? Oh, did you hear about the kid who uh, had a lemonade stand? And he's like, oh, man, this is so great. I love this. First of all, when I am, uh, when I'm driving to the neighborhood and I see the lemonade stand, isn't that a song by somebody that's like a dirty song? The lemonade stand song? 
kids selling lemonade in uh, Washington State. And then dude comes up and says, hey, uh, I'm here for some lemonade. Uh, And then gives the kid a $100 bill. And uh, the kid says, well, mister, I only got got 85 bucks. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. uh, I'll buy one cup of lemonade. For eighty for uh, fifteen dollars, just give me eighty-five bucks back. Give me everything you have back, and I'll give you one hundred dollars. That means you get fifteen dollars for one cup of lemonade. And the kid goes, "All right." I mean, he's you know, I mean that's a good trade. You got yourself a sale. So the kid runs in the house with his crisp hundo. Similar to Eric Zane on the limo ride. And then the dad looks at it and goes, uh, wow, okay. Um, and then they find out that it is uh, counterfeit. Kid uh, went to the local gas station, actually, where he learned that it was a fake $100 bill. And he was out all of his allowance money. The man has not yet been identified as of Friday morning. Story update 16 hours ago. Look at the kid. You see, this is what you do. Again, as soon as I saw this story, I could figure out where this was going to go. And I think you all know. See if you can guess where this is going to go as the audience on the live stream. Where is this story going to wind up? There he is. There's the kid. It's set up beautifully. Handsome, young, white kid. Kenny nails it. Go fund me. Already $9,253 raised in this scam that this evil genius kid has perpetuated. All the markings of an easy way to make money. Concoct a story, throw out the GoFundMe, and boom, you are a money-making machine. Now, you take any of these variables out of it, and it's not going to work. If this is... uh, A young black kid, uh, he's going to get arrested. But it's not. It's a young, handsome white kid. So, of course, it's going to work perfectly. Now, in all seriousness, the way GoFundMe works, uh, you know, you have the kid there. And, you know, in an instant, he's got thousands of dollars. He's so rich. And then the next-door neighbor, black kid, uh, he was it, uh, eaten by eight pit bulls. He has no arms and legs. Uh, he survived, and he's just a lump with a head. And uh, they did a GoFundMe for him, and GoFundMe canceled it because no one gave any money. That's, that's all true. I'm totally kidding. But you know what I mean. I mean, how often is it something like this that just catches the attention of America? 
and then everybody signs up as soon as it starts going viral. Uh, there should be a thing where if you think it's bullshit, you can click on the GoFundMe and actually take money out of it. Comment. I went from feeling bad for the kid to hating him in five seconds. Amanda says, why can't I get a GoFundMe like that? We tried to do one for Mariah's kitty and it didn't do that well. Well, it's all about, you know, attention. Having me post about it is not attention. No one gives a shit about what I say or do. So I'm the worst guy. Totally kidding. Um, no, you need to, uh, there has to be another level of intensity in the story in order to make it something that people, uh, would, would want, would want to get involved in. And there has to be another layer to the story. Like this cat had to have been famous. Like it had to have pulled a baby out of a burning building or something like that. Kenny's got it down. It's the story and the right viewers. If you just say my cat's sick, I need money. That's not enough to it. You got to make shit up. Kenny says, was the story legit or was it made up? That's what I want to know. As far as I know, it's a good story. No one's saying otherwise. But, I mean, we have been burned by these in the past. So I think that we as a show need to think that it is not legit. And... Uh, the world has leaned on me enough that I think that there's a pretty good chance that this could be a fake story. However, the police did share the GoFundMe to help uh, Jeremy recoup his losses. So, I mean, if you're if we're all about teaching kids lessons, uh, if you're the mom and dad, if they are worth anything, which they're not, they will allow him to recoup his $85 and then the rest is given away to like a worthy charity, like St. Jude's. Well, I mean, pretty much anything local if he wants. Uh, So that uh, kids who are are food sensitive, as they say, uh, can get, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, uh, take care of the local humane society. D- pet adoption. Yeah, you know, something worthy. Will that happen? No. And then this 11-year-old now is going to go on to be ruined for life because of this lemonade stand. Cops seem to think that it actually was a guy doing that. If it was a guy who gave the $100 bill, what a... My God, what a bold ass move. How do you, how do you wander through life? Looking yourself in the mirror, passing out fake $100 bills to little kids at a lemonade stand. I mean, you know, so when you think about it on the big stage, uh, life, death, heaven, hell. And just for the sake of this discussion, whether you believe or not, there actually is a moment when there's a list of shit that's going to be read to you that you did before you get into heaven. And that there's like a a guy, a judge there, a yay or nay judge, St. Peter, and he's like, okay, 
All right, you did this. Okay, that's good. Green check mark, red check mark, green check mark. And when he gets to this, he's like, okay, that's like 10 red check marks. We don't even need to continue. You're out. Hold on a second. Hey, no. Stop. Daisy, you know what she's doing. Paw licking. Cannot have it. All right. So that's what's up. I wonder if that GoFundMe has uh, gone up any further. That is, okay, the live GoFundMe for Jerry. Oh, I'm, Jesus. It's up to 16000 What the fuck, man? Hello, my name is Amy. My family's neighbors with Jeremy and his family, with his parents' permission, I'm creating this GoFundMe for Jeremy after several requests from the community. Blah, blah, blah. He's a hardworking boy. Between his lemonade stand, which is so much more than just lemonade, if you're ever craving cotton candy, you know who to see. Mowing neighbors' yards and shoveling snow in the winter. He has dreams of owning his own vending machine business in the future. Well, hell, he's already got it. 16 Gur. I'm starting the goal at $250 to help cover his loss and give him some more funds to possibly expand his enterprise. He's a regular Elon Musk. Thank you for your time to read this. If you're unable to donate, you can help by sharing this GoFundMe. Now, okay, there's updates, and I'm going to read them, but I, I'm reading it cold, so I don't know. The only way that this can be turned around is if all of the money is donated. Let's hope. Let's hope for humanity. Now, I actually think, I I bet, I bet that that is going to be the result. I have a, still a little bit of hope in humanity that in one of these written updates, it's going to say that the money is being donated. Let's find out. Amy writes, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was set up with the hopes we could get Jeremy successfully to reopen his stand again. With all the love and support, this has gained worldwide now. This has completely exceeded any hopes. Needless to say, I, as well as Jeremy's family, are overwhelmed. Jeremy doesn't know the amount of love and support you have all sent just quite yet. We're trying to figure out how to do this bullshit. He's 11. He knows. And he wants that money. Right now, I'm setting up Jeremy's parents as beneficiaries to the fundraiser so they can withdraw withdraw directly. I believe once this is done on both parties' sides, it will show up here on this page. Please rest assured 100% of the money raised Minus GoFundMe fees is going to the family. Fuck that. I don't have my personal banking linked here, nor do I want it to be here. I will follow up with more updates as they come. Again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. This proves that there are so many great people in this world. And we, yeah, this, this, this story is ruined. This is not okay. This is absolute bullshit. You take, you make lemonade. And literally, you make lemonade. If this kid pockets that money, 
he's going on to a career as a rapist. I think we all know that. Hold on. Knock it off. Stop. It needs to go to his college tuition. No, it doesn't. No. Bullshit. It needs to go to someone who's like in a life or death scenario, a battered women's shelter or some shit. Cole writes, a certain percentage will be donated to your your local favorite charity. That percentage is zero. (laughs) Kyle writes, is the property zoned for a lemonade stand? So, all right, this is bullshit. It is an unhappy ending to the story. It really bums me out. How many GoFundMes are there that, you know, seriously, life and death, and they end up doing nothing. The story catches fire, and now everybody's giving money to the kid in his lemonade stand. If it's even true. It's probably true, but still, this whole thing is bad news. All right. So there's that. Um, Tell me what is wrong with. Okay, wait a minute. Tell me what is wrong with this. The Hanover, I think Maryland, right? No, Virginia. Hanover, Virginia County Public Schools has a new logo. Specifically, Hanover County Public Schools uh, Unified Professional Learning 2022. Uh, This group is kind of like this community-based, public school-oriented, work-together type of um, vibe, and they they had T-shirts made. Tell me the problem in the show uh, chat here. Tell me the problem with this logo. What what do you think is the problem with the logo that you see? And if you're listening to the audio podcast, I'll describe it in a second. I want to see if anybody figures it out. Try not to read any of the words. Just look at the logo and tell me the problem people have with this logo. <laughs> Kyle nails it. Cole nails it. Megan nails it. They all see what I saw. I don't know if, if uh, Sam the Jew saw it, and he probably should see it because it appears swastika in nature. That is their logo. They said it was supposed to be, that's supposed to be indicative of people holding hands. And I guess so, like this is the head and and one guy and he's holding this guy's, it's, uh, it's 
either way, it's fucked. But the big problem is it is it is somewhat swastika-like. Not totally. And probably not on purpose. The uh, logo is uh, designed for a professional development conference in a Virginia school district. Uh, sparking outrage. And has prompted an apology after many said that the image looked like a swastika. Now, I I do not believe that anybody would do this on purpose. It's just this is why you don't let non-professional people design shit. And if you have a professional that that designs something like that, well, they're just not good at designing shit. Uh, Rachel Levy, a candidate for Virginia's House of Delegates, posted the photo of the T-shirt described at the conference that featured the logo saying, let's hope an explanation and apology comes soon. You see, with this this type of thing, um, I, I think this is just a mistake. No one in the right mind would do that. And the only thing you should get should be, Hey, uh, I'm so-and-so from the Hanover County Public Schools Unified Professional Learning Organization. And uh, I am just here to say uh, someone is stupid. And uh, I didn't see this. Or if even if she did see it or he see it, say, uh, we're idiots. And and that's all this is. Uh, Sorry that we are so stupid. But don't think too much into this, that this was intentionally done uh, to be anti-Semitic. Too late, though. A nonprofit group called Stop Anti uh, Anti-Semitism also shared the photo, saying, "Quote: We're finding it hard to believe no one stopped to question this throughout the entire design and Im- and implementations process." Now, to be perfectly honest with you, if I was in this organization and someone said, "Hey, this is our new logo. What do you guys think?" I would say, "I love it." I would say, "Yeah, let it go." Just because I would want to sit back and watch the shit show. I would just play dumb. I Now, I, as soon as I would look at that, would say, well, it looks like a swastika. But I wouldn't say anything. Because knowing that this is going to turn into some hilarious shit, okay, and some overreactions, we need that in the world. We need to focus on things like that. To get away from uh, stories about attacking the Capitol and COVID and school shootings. We need a good logo that looks like a swastika story. And we have it. And for that, they should be applauded. In a message posted to the district's website, Superintendent Michael Gill explained that the logo was created by a teacher and was made without any ill intent. Gill said the T-shirts featured the logo are no longer being distributed and that the logo is being removed from conference materials. Gill said, sorry, we are deeply sorry for this mistake and for the emotions that the logo has evoked by its semblance to a swastika and by extension to the atrocities that were committed under its banner. Unquestionably, we condemn anything associated with the Nazi regime in the strongest manner possible. Now that all... You Okay, he had to say that, but it's hilarious that he had to say that because 
no one believes really that they sit around and say, all right, uh, thanks for being here for the meeting. Let's start off by uh, reading a chapter out of Mein Kampf before we get started. You know, that that's not what it is. This is just a just fucking oversight. That's what that's what people do. People are idiots. That they, they do stupid shit all the time. But who cares? This is not like it's a sinister uh, anti-Semitic thing. Too late, though. The NAACP got involved. We stand in solidarity with our Jewish brothers and sisters in calling out this insensitivity. The Hanover NAACP also called for the district to hire an equity and diversity director. Oh, God. As well as for all school employees to receive diversity training. Oh, no. The dreaded diversity training. I understand why people are angry. I myself am angry, said Daniel Staffenberg, the CEO of the Jewish Community Federation of Richmond. I hope this was a simple oversight because the resemblance, while it's not an official swastika, the resemblance would have raised a flag for many. Yes, you're right. It would have and it should have. But this is an oversight. No one in the right mind is going to say, hey, let's base our logo on a swastika. Doesn't happen. No one's going to just barely put out a swastika knowing that that will get them in trouble. A spokesperson for the school district told the local paper the administration plans to reevaluate the process by which logos are approved. According to the Anti-Defamation League, there have been 12 anti-Semitic incidents in Virginia in 2022. All right. This is probably not one of them. Absolutely ridiculous. On many levels, frankly. All right. Where are we now? Okay, I have uh, another ridiculous story that I'm going to get to. But first, I do want to mention that Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance has uh, said, look, uh, Eric, the message is getting out there that what he does for you when it comes to getting you health insurance is free. 616-914-4070. So if you're self-employed or between jobs or if your employer just doesn't offer health insurance, There is an open enrollment period always for you if you qualify at healthcare.gov. That's also known as Obamacare. When you're self-employed like I am, that's how you get health insurance. This is the best insurance I've ever had. I'm not even kidding you. When you get insurance from your employer, typically your employer is going to do it on the cheap. And then every year when open enrollment starts, you're going to notice that it's going to cost you a little bit more and you're getting a little bit less. That's because they don't want to pay that much for the policies for their employees. The government's like, ah, fuck it. Get a good policy and we'll subsidize you. That's how it works. For most people, if you keep your earning uh, below a certain threshold, you do not have to pay that back to the government. If you start making some serious cheddar, you do. Rightfully so, but that's how this works. That's how Obamacare was set up. 
Okay, so how do you get involved in that? Well, you could just go to healthcare.gov and spend hours filling out the form and hoping you don't fuck it up. Or you can reach out to Frank Fuss and he can just do it all for you for free. That's legit. That's what he does. 616-914-4070 or go to buyinsurancehere.com. Also, he is the Medicare Advantage plan expert. If you were someone you know or love is getting set to turn 65, Frank has to be in your future. Call him or reach out, buyinsurancehere.com. There's comedy this week. At Full House Comedy, Tim Meadows is very funny, and he's going to be here uh, on the back half of the week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday, he's at the Park Theater in Holland. And then Friday and Saturday, he's at the Listening Room in downtown Grand Rapids as part of uh, Studio C. In fact, he's uh, Friday, he's got two shows, 6 and 9 p.m. Saturday, two shows, 6 and 9 p.m. Tim Meadows, fullhousecomedy.com. Looking ahead, Sunday, August 21. Doug Stanhope's at the listening room. Check that show out. And uh, for tickets to these and all other shows, go to fullhousecomedy.com. Hang on, I need water. Um, nothing really on the Brittany Griner front. There is one moment in time that people are demanding uh, that some pretty uh, top-level reporters be fired. I'll get to that in a second. Did you know that the WNBA, uh, the average attendance for the WNBA is about 3,000 fans a game? Brittany Griner, I believe, makes, I don't know, somewhere around two to $300,000 a year. Now, frankly, that's plenty of money. Uh, I, I actually would love it if, uh, you know, athletes made that much money and, and not a penny more, but as it is, it's, uh, it's a free market. And, uh, these entities that support the athletes, like in pro football and basketball, they make money hand over the, over fist. So obviously the players are going to make money. So, uh, but the WNBA does not, in fact, the WNBA is subsidized by the NBA literally out of the kindness of their hearts. And the league loses $10 million a year because they average between two and 3,000 fans a game across all of the teams. Now, some of the bigger markets, they earn a little bit more or they have a little bit more um, attendance, but on average, it's, it's horrible. So I don't buy the whole argument. This is the fault of men that Brittany Griner is in jail. If she were paid like LeBron James, she wouldn't have to go to Russia to earn to keep herself fed. Eh, first of all, two to $300,000 is, is not a small amount of money. So 
first of all, shut up. Second of all, no one goes. Who gives a shit? If they were packing them in like 20,000 a game, maybe, but they're not. So that's that, that argument is so ridiculous. It's a ridiculous argument. At least when it comes to soccer, the women's game, USA soccer, is more popular than the men's game. Now that is equitable. You, you, they should pay the women in soccer. They, they're, they're a bigger draw than the asshole dudes. And the women, are, are they dominate the world. The men in the U.S., they suck shit. They're, they're barely uh, ever even in the, in the conversation for the World Cup. Side note, and I'll, I'm going to record an interview later today. The Georgetown Little League, which is, they play at Dale Wagner Park one mile from here. Two miles from here. They fielded a team of young ladies to go to the Junior League World Series. Which I think is older than the Little League World Series. Um, well, they fielded a team here from uh, Georgetown and went there and they won the whole damn thing. Incredible. They, they won it. Absolutely outrageously awesome. And, uh, congrats to them. I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, talking to it. Michigan clinches championship. Michigan defeats South Carolina five to one. I guess there was a bunch of walk-offs and shit like that that made it spectacular. I think I actually, I think I, I can actually even watch some of this. Megan says Dale Wagner is my grandpa. You might have told me that. I don't think I remembered that. Yeah, these. Uh, I think these uh, that in when you play junior league, and I don't know this. Maybe Megan does. I think um, if you're at junior league level, it's older than like you know how like at Williamsport, uh, the boys little league world series, uh, baseball. I think junior league is older kids than in little league, but I might be wrong at that. Uh, wrong in that. All right. In Washington for the Junior League Softball World Series Championship game. For a clarity, this is a little. Uh, this is a little recap. I want to watch this, so bear with me. McKinney here with you. It's Michigan versus South Carolina. We're here in the bottom of the first, and Mackenzie Camiga striking out Stephanie Jones. Out of her hand. She's feeling good in the circle. Look, look how fast she throws that thing. Oh, my God. And right now, she has retired six in a row. And this one is hit to left field for a base hit. Camiga being given the green light. She scores. This one to left for a base hit. Tibbets flying around third and in. 
And over the Listen to that crowd. Four. One. One ball, two strikes. Edge of the bat. And into center field for a base hit. Oh. Rounding third. And score. In the air. Second base. Tibbets makes the catch. That's your final. And that's your championship. Jenison, Michigan, stand up. Your young ladies have won the 2022 Junior League Softball World Series Championship. I was, talk- I was talking with Diana, and she was, I think they, um, T-Mobile. Jesus, what the fuck? I think that this team, um, there was like a lot of walk-offs or something like that. Like leading up to, and I don't have time to get through it right now. View, oh, okay, maybe they're that leading up to that championship game. There were some serious like walk off moments. There you go, Michigan walk off hit. Okay, I want to see that. I know this is super self indulgent, but I don't care. Every summer returns to Williamsport, a place where Little League plays big. So come for the joy, for the fun. Come to Williamsport. Milford, Connecticut had every opportunity to surge in front. Now they've got to stave off being eliminated here in the quarterfinals. 0-2 pitch. In the air, left center field. It's going to get down. Nobber around third. She's going to score. Michigan's going to the semis. Kaylin Reifschneider was 0 for 3, comes up with the biggest hit of the game. Denison, Michigan is going to the semifinals to play Summerlin, Nevada. All right. You're like, come on, Eric Zane. That, that's awesome. And uh, I guess they just got into town and like people were like, having a parade. They lined up 32nd Street. Oh, no. You couldn't see it. <laughs> Could you see any of it? Oh. I suck so bad. I it felt weird. It it felt like I was fucking that up. <laughs> well, go to the show notes and uh you can watch that. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, I was going to talk about, I was mentioning Brittany Griner, and so uh, these two dudes, uh, one of them is Ian Rapoport, okay? And uh, he was he was doing, um, what do you call it? I don't know, some type of uh, something for the NFL. And there was an unsavory joke, I guess, about Brittany Griner. And now everybody's saying Ian Rapoport and uh, the other dude, James Palmer and Andrew Siciliano should all be fired immediately. Uh, this joke was too much for the world to handle. 
Now, when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be awful timing. Someone's going to say something bad. The guy with the ears is uh, Andrew Siciliano. Rappaport is little buddy in the red shirt. And then James Palmer. And so now everybody is losing their shit over this. Ian, are you okay? You were tackled? Are you okay? I've been through listen, a lot worse. Listen, if Ian, thinks, if Ian thinks he can survive in a Russian prison, which apparently he believes a tackle from Nathaniel Hackett is the least of his problems. That was not really for air, but sure. I'd say that's true. James Palmer, just pull back the curtain on the conversation we had off the air during the commercial. We're happy that Ian, happy to report that he is okay. Okay, a couple things to note here. A, uh, that was that was not a big deal. Uh, I like how uh, Rappaport was like, yeah, that uh, wasn't for air. And then I can't get over these fucking ears on this guy. How can you? All right. I have a real problem with people with uh, horrible birth defects like this who it's completely reversible. You can absolutely get this repaired. This guy's ears are so fucked up. He looks like a, a goddamn Ferengi from Star Trek. So, Ian, are you okay? You were tackled? Are you okay? Holy shit. <laughs> I've been through listen, a lot worse. Listen, if Ian, thinks, if Ian thinks he can survive in a Russian prison, which apparently he believes a tackle from Nathaniel Hackett is the least of his problems. That was not really for air, but sure. I'd say that's true. James Palmer, just pull back the curtain on the conversation we had off the air during the commercial. We're happy that Ian, happy to report that he is okay. Okay, so so Palmer is the one who fucked it all up. Rappaport didn't want him to say that. Uh, Ferengi here, Siciliano, was like, yeah, he's just pulling back the curtain on us. We probably shouldn't be... T- <laughs> Kenny writes, dude looks like... Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> you are not kidding. Holy shit, does he look like Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine? Motherfuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I rarely laugh on this show, but that is fucking great. And uh, Chris says that was the big offensive joke. Yes. They are, people are livid. Katie uh, writes, Um, this is extremely fucked. This person writes, In light of Brittany Griner being sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison, this was tacky, inappropriate, and insensitive. Uh, this one. Take these clowns off the air. Jason writes, James Palmer, good luck in your next career. Michael writes, bye-bye, guys. Ryan writes, what the absolute hell is this? All of these people should be summarily fired. Come on. That is, I was expecting something terrible. You know, when the headline reads, uh, fans urge NFL to fire Ian Rappaport and James Palmer over classless joke in wake of Brittany Griner prison sentence. 
I'm like, oh, well, this is, this must be terrible. Ian Rappaport is a, is a household name. So clearly it was something along the lines of, good, I hate her black ass. Screw her, she's a dumb whore or something like that. But no, it was nothing. Come on, you assholes. People are stupid. All right. <sighs> Speaking of sports, seems like every month and a half I'm reporting that the Honus Wagner card has sold again. And I think there are different cards. There's very few of these cards. If you don't know, I you know, I don't even know anything about the baseball player Honus Wagner. He might have been the he might have been fantastic. He might have been shitty. I don't know. I just know that the name is an old school name from way back in the early days of baseball. And back then, uh they took like very few of these cards and they slipped them into packs of cigarettes. And then they stopped. Okay? Uh apparently Wagner, the baseball player back 100 plus years ago said, I don't want my card in cigarettes because kids are going to want to smoke. So stop doing that. And they said, all right. So only 200 of these cards made it into packs of smokes. Uh, years pass. Some people hung on to them. There's only a few that exist. Um, so rare that you can even buy a mangled one. The one of these Wagner cards is like ripped to shreds. There's like only a, a, a portion of the card that exists. And that goes for millions of dollars. This fucked up card. However, the one for this story is perfect. It's an absolute perfect card and it's so unbelievably rare and people keep buying these things and then once they get their hands on them they uh lay low for like a month and then they sell it for a million more than what they paid for it and then this just keeps happening this one just sold for 7.25 million dollars that card right there my God, $7.25 million. It's stuck in a case. I can just imagine the care that you have, that you handle it. Can you imagine being the guy who has the realization that you used to have one of those and you like threw it away, knowing that you threw away that much money? Uh, $7.25 million for this one. Uh, it is the one of, one of fewer than 50 authenticated copies left in the world. The sale breaks a record last year by another copy of that card, which sold for $6.6 million. Uh, the record might not stand for long though. 
ESPN is noting that a similarly rare 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle has already reached $7.08 million at auction and is expected to break $10 million for a fucking card. Jesus. Is that what makes um, these NFTs so valuable? Because I know very little about this. Um, and the, the what I've gained in knowledge about these things is only in the past year. And I believe that stands for non-fungible token, which I had never heard of the word fungible until that started to become a thing. And I heard someone mention NFTs and I go, I don't know what that is, which I think it is just an ultra rare digital image that based on demand, the digital image increases in value over time. Am I understanding this correctly? It doesn't do anything. You just get a digital copy of it and it's the only way to get it. And there are things that you can do to take various memes and images and they get scrubbed from the internet. And so then you have the only copy of it. Like there's that one reporter. This is a true story. Remember that years ago, there was the reporter who um, was doing a uh, live shot. And then a guy walked up to the cameraman and the reporter and shot them both dead on live TV. I don't know if it was a lover or a stalker or something like that, but it happened. Well, the dad of the reporter who got shot is trying to make that into a non-fungible token so that no one, it, it would then be, it wouldn't be available anywhere on the internet. Because if you were to search right now, reporter shot, you know, it would show up everywhere and you'd be able to see it. And it's awful. It's one of the worst things that, uh, that I've ever seen. Um, so that's what, People are doing, I think it was a former TV employee. That's what it was. I remember disgruntled TV reporter. And so the, the, the dad of, of the victim is trying to make that thing into an NFT. Kenny says, screw that. Make gifs of everything. Kenny's all like, he's got a wild hair because he made me laugh hysterically with the Alfred E. Newman blast. All right. 7.2 million. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, NEV, 616-532-6600. Love them so much. Did you know that Megan's grandpa is uh, Dale Wagner, who's named, his, uh, his name is on the sign at the Little League Park? Yeah, that's right. 616-532-6600, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Get your cars repaired there. Scheduled maintenance, maybe, uh, you know, something, a uh, couple of lights going off on the dashboard. You want to get those looked at, they will take care of everything. If you need a loaner car while yours is being serviced, that's uh, part of it. Get you set up with a loaner car at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. <clears throat> Excuse me. Servicing, domestic, Asian, European, just about anything, uh, electric and hybrid, the exception being Volkswagens. A&E heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. If you have any furnace, air conditioning issues, again, scheduled maintenance, 
whatever, A and E here in West Michigan. Uh, if you're going to go ahead and get a big job done, maybe a new install, he's going to install the best brand in the business, the comfort maker. Uh, go ahead and get estimates from a couple other losers. He will beat them. If not, tell him and he'll beat them. And then uh, there you go. 616-516-8579. That is the Eric Zane Show podcast guarantee. If Joe can't beat it, mention my name and he will. And if he says, no, it's too much, call me and then I will say nasty things about his heritage. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you're in for uh, in the market for a refi, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, uh, maybe you're buying up houses all over the land to be your own slumlord, uh, you need somebody to uh, manage those mortgages for you and get you those mortgages. That's who I want you to call no matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, 616, pardon me, 231-332-6505. I'm behind on the sponsors, and I don't have much time, so i got to throw three more at you. Don't you dare bounce forward. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department for allowing me to talk about all the virtuistic things that you do for the community. Accesskent.com slash health. Specifically, August is Breastfeeding Awareness Month. They want to make sure that moms are um, doing the right thing, and that is nourishing their babies with breast milk. That's right. I am talking about how important it is for you to feed your babies with breast milk. The perfect formula for health and growth and immunity. Breast milk from mom. All the information you need, accesskent.com slash health. I got a paintball event Sunday with TC Paintball. I will be there. You can shoot me. It's going to be a lot of fun. TC Paintball on the 14th. Reach out, eric at ericzaneshow.com if you want in on that action. Or just drop in to TC Paintball during the week or schedule your own party for a Saturday or Sunday by going to tcpaintballgr.com. And last but not least, my friends at Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the show, 616-285-50. If you need a tech update for your business, this is who you call. Got to get a, um, uh, what do you call it, a complimentary consultation to find out what exactly your business needs to make things hum for you and your business. Blue Frost IT, they'll help you get set up with everything you need to upgrade your small or medium-sized business. 616-285-50. The latest image from the James Webb Space Telescope is ridiculous. It is a photo of the nearest star to us here it is called Proxima Centauri I believe about 4.2 light years away meaning you would have to travel at the speed of light for that long to reach it let me just make sure on that how close is Prox Proxima Centauri. 
which, yeah, 4.246 light years, which is Latin for close star, I think. James Webb, Kenny, shut the fuck up. Kenny, shut up. I'm thinking you're going to try to give my story away. I will turn on you in an instant if you do that. You remember those days when I would scream at you nonstop? If you give away a story, we will be right back there. Field not found says I should ban you. I will. I will ban you. I am in a I don't give a shit mood when it comes to audience members. Shut up. Or you're going to be hanging out sucking dicks on the Zaniacs United page. Consider you've been warned. In fact, enjoy your 600 seconds. It's been a while, but Cole suggested it, and I back that. You will be quiet for the rest of the show. It's like you can't just, you know, sit still. You will never learn, ever. No many... We have had moments on this show when Kenny has done that and I've gotten so pissed at him that I finish the show and immediately call him up and I read him the riot act. And then he is sad for like four months over it. And then we kind of bring it. Then he comes back. But this, I, 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 I can't have it. You just got to shut up. No one wants to no one wants to have the story ruined. Sometimes audience members like Kenny, now Kenny's not as bad as the scumbags on Deniax. But he loves so much attention that he craves it to a point where despite knowing that I am going to get upset at him, he still wants to he wants to do that which he knows legitimately makes me mad no one else does it it's just him uh chris says kenny is great oh i agree but he's still a pain in the ass and megan says he's been pretty damn good though yeah well you know what let me just say him winding me up, if it involves stealing my stories, I I do not want I would I would ban him permanently if he would if he was going out of the way to do that. I, I, I can't have that shit. This is the image of uh Proxima Centauri. 
Look at that. Absolutely incredible. Until it became known that the guy who posted that, Etienne Klein, who is a NASA uh, expert, and the world was buzzing over the weekend about this, or actually right after he posted it. Look how, how close and fantastic this image is of Proxima Centauri by the James Webb Space Telescope. And then the dude revealed that is actually a slice of chorizo on a black background. The guy that people trusted, Etienne Klein, said it's chorizo. That is awesome and hilarious. Picture of Proxima Centauri, the nearest star to the sun, located 4.2 light years away from us. James Webb Space Telescope. This level of detail, a new world is unveiled every day. He told his 91,000 followers on Sunday. The post was retweeted and commented on by thousands of users who took the scientist by his word. Things, however, were not quite as they seemed. Klein admitted later in a series of follow-up tweets that the image was, in fact, a close-up close-up slice of chorizo. That is sweet. Guy writes, well, it was that cocktail hour. Cognitive bias seems to find plenty to enjoy. Beware of it. So he's having a couple drinks, and he takes a picture at the bar of chorizo on a bar napkin. And then tells the world it's Proxima Centauri. That is awesome. Very funny. I love that story. And by the way, Kenny, just to write, "Uh oh, no, it isn't. I don't want to talk to you for about a month after that. I'm getting more annoyed at you by the minute. I don't want to hear from you. A month. Okay? Go ahead. That'll give you more time uh, to text uh, uh, Sweet Teresa, Sweet Nothings, or something like that. You're out. One full month. You can you can comment here, but don't text me for a month. September 8, 2022. That's when I can have a conversation with you. I don't care about the Mad Magazine joke. You see, that's the problem. He thinks because he made me laugh, he can now fuck up the show. That's what he does. But I'm not giving him an inch. I don't give a shit. You're the, he's the only person who I can have a good feeling about, and then he can actually sabotage himself. I don't know. Out. One month. I don't want to hear from you for one month. So you can go talk. You can go talk to all your friends on Deniacs United who you like to blow anyway. All right. Enjoy that. Talk to them. Don't talk to me. Get away. Okay. It's time for the asshole of the day. It's brought to you by TC Paintball. And JM Synthetics. The marker works somewhat. And that's good. Because the asshole of the day 
is Kenny. Congratulations. There you go. I'm running out of people to hate the show. So, you know, got to do somebody. Uh, Someone said it should be Lemonade Stand Kid. Yeah, it would have been had Kenny not stolen it from him. That's going to do it. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.